0: This is WRFR LP 93.3 in Rockland and W257BI 99.3 in Camden and coming to you all over the World Wide Web at WRFR.org.
1: Hey Dan, is it over yet?
0: Over? We're just getting started. Where are you anyway?
1: I'm under the table.
0: What are you doing down there? We've got a show to do.
1: I'm hiding. I just can't take it anymore. I'm sick of the pandemic, I'm sick of the politics, I'm sick of bubbles, I'm sick of pods, I'm sick of Mookie Betts being on the Dodgers. I just want the whole year to be over.
0: Come on, it's almost over. There's less than 119 hours left, and when we finish the show today, there'll be just 118 hours to go. Come on, brace up, let's get this show going.
1: You're right. You can't hide from 2020, but you can sure kick it in the backside on the way out the door. Then all you've got to do is say it. All right, look sharp!
0: The Strand is on the air! From the closed but not forgotten stage of the Strand Theatre in downtown Rockland, and from all over by electrical transcription, it's the Strand on the air, socially distant, good riddance to 2020 New Year's special. Featuring the musical Brittany Parker, "Last to Keep from Crying from the Strand Family Players, and a stage full of jazz talent from the Midcoast Music Academy. I'm your announcer, Dan Bookham, and here's your house manager,
1: Liz McLeod. Good evening, neighbors, good evening, and a big sigh of relief as we get set to tear off the last page of 2020 and put it right where it belongs. We've got laughs, we've got tunes, and maybe we've even got something to think about. And with one or more of the above, here's Brittany Parker and our old friend Jim Kaufman teaming up to start us off.
2: When you came into this world, you turned mine upside down. A princess of a girl, I saw you crowned. Now you're on your own out in the big, wild world. More warrior than princess, more blue.
1: That's Brittany Parker and Jim Kaufman bringing us that much closer to the end of the old and the start of the new. And nothing's more up to date for us tonight than our announcer, Dan Bookham.
0: That's right. I'm all about the future tonight, looking ahead to 2021 with eagerness, excitement, and keen enthusiasm. Because, well, what other choice do we
1: have? That's the spirit, Brother Bookham, and with that in mind, let us careen headlong into the news. (laughs) Good evening. I'm Carl Stuffel. And I'm Chamomile Bourgeois, with all things rescinded.
0: In the news tonight, if there's one thing you can say about the COVID crisis, is that it's forced innovation even upon the most old-fashioned business operations. When you can't do it the way you've always done it, you've got to find new and better ways to get the job
1: done. And with Christmas 2020 now relegated to the history books, Operators of holiday-oriented businesses have plenty of time to reflect back on the lessons learned. Mr. Sanford Claus is the chief operating officer of North Pole Enterprises Worldwide.
3: That's right. It's been quite a year.
1: Mr. Sanford Claus, uh, I assume that you're related to...
3: Ah, uh... Uh, yes. Santa's my father. I realize there's not a lot of family resemblance...
1: Well, as you get older, I'm sure you'll develop your own bowl full of jelly. Wait, are you allowed to say that? I- I'm sorry. It's been a long year, and I'm afraid I don't filter well anymore. I I had an especially hard time during, uh, you know, uh, November.
3: Oh, yes, we were busy here, too. A lot of last-minute additions to the naughty list.
1: True that. But, Mr. Claus, what we're really interested in here is how you up there at the North Pole were able to adapt to the pandemic.
3: Well, we had some problems at first. Do you know how difficult it is to find masks in elf sizes? And of course, it's hard to social distance on a sleigh. Mm, I can imagine. Santa usually takes three or four elves along to do the heavy lifting. This year, we had to hitch four little sleighs behind the main one. One for each elf.
1: That must have uh, complicated the landings. Well, we did have a few pile-ups, but
3: eventually everybody got the hang of it. And you know, for all the extra work, there was a real bright side. Collectible five sleigh Christmas ornaments flew off our shelves. Might be able to grab one on QVC next week, if you act fast.
1: That's, that's a bit mercenary, isn't it?
3: You gotta do what you gotta do. And that is why we're diversifying.
1: Diversifying? Uh, how so?
3: Home delivery services are big now, and who knows more about deliveries than we do? We've got a global logistics chain operating from a centralized hub. I'm serious. Look at a globe. From the North Pole, all the most populous spots in the Northern Hemisphere are within easy reach. And as for the Southern Hemisphere, our branch in Antarctica does just as well.
1: I didn't realize that you had an Antarctic branch.
3: Oh, yes. We took over an abandoned Soviet research station back in the 90s, did a full upgrade, and now we do almost 40% of our annual business out of there. It's a real growth sector. Plus, the penguins are cute.
1: Oh, aren't they, though? I just love penguins. Yes, yes. Uh, Oh, um, but but, uh, what sort of uh, delivery work are you doing now?
3: Well, of course, the holiday season is the core of our business, but we've moved into fast food delivery in a big way. Our Santa Snack Sleigh concept has caught on with all sorts of neighborhood restaurants. Burgers, pizza, tacos, curry, crab rangoon, knishes, sovlaki, falafel, poutine. A whole world of takeout favorites brought right to your rooftop, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.
1: But surely Santa himself doesn't... Oh
3: no, no. We use our regular Santa's helpers. You know, they didn't work much at malls this year because of the pandemic. And anyway, who even goes to malls anymore?
1: Fascinating. It really seems like you're moving into a a whole new realm of possibilities. Uh, But tell me, what, what does Santa think of all this?
3: Well, you know, as with any family business moving into a new generation, there's been some resistance. But I think that...
1: There you are, Junior. I've got
4: a bone to pick with you. What's these payments on the Daily Reconciliation $44.60 Forty-four sixty paid out to Mr. Bristow Portcullis of Flushing, New York. Who's Bristow Portcullis, and why are we paying him forty-four sixty? I didn't get to be the universally beloved embodiment of the holiday season by paying forty-four sixty to Bristow Portcullis of Flushing, New York. You and your MBA. If we keep up like this, next year I'll be in the back of a dollar store parking lot somewhere selling toys off the back of a truck.
3: Sorry, Dad. I thought I told you about our guarantee. If your order arrives late or cold, you get a full refund. There was a storm of LaGuardia, and the sleigh got delayed going in. The order didn't make the deadline.
4: I told you there'd be problems with this. <sighs> Don't you know how narrow the margin is on this type of operation? It's killing us. It's just killing us. And how much are we paying these Santa's helpers anyway? I told you all to make them independent contractors.
3: Dad, I really don't think this is the time.
4: Who's this with a microphone? Didn't I tell you no media without clearing it by me first?
1: Hello, Santa. Hey, thanks for bringing me that Nintendo Switch that I asked for. Animal Crossing, here I come. Ho, ho, ho!
4: Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year! I want to see you in the office right now. This really
3: isn't the time,
0: Dad. It really
1: (laughs) isn't I guess it isn't. And thank you, Mr. Sanford and Santa Claus.
0: Meanwhile, the end of 2020 brings to a close one of the most tumultuous election years in American history. One of conflict and confusion all around. Consider the hard-fought select board race in abysmal Point, Maine, where longtime board chair Eunice Pilchard found herself in a fight for her political life.
1: Oh, they thought they could put one over on me, but I was too smart for them. I've been on this board for 47 years, and I tell you something, Chummy, I know where the bodies are buried.
0: And what bodies would those be?
1: Old lobster bodies. i seen them people dumping them out behind the Knights of Pythias after that fundraising supper. That's against the EPA, that is. Don't you think I didn't report them? No, you don't make up a conspiracy against me and get away with it.
0: Well, slow down a bit. What people are these you're talking about?
1: Oh, them people put up that candidate to run against me. I always run unopposed, you know? That's the tradition. Honest Eunice, the people's friend. Eunice Pilchard. She fixed that street light when you complained about it. And I did, too. Went right up the pole and screwed in the new bulb myself. Why would anybody else want to run against me anyway? Don't they know I always get the job done?
0: You were always unanimously elected.
1: Oh, you know, there's always some smart aleck going to write in some foolish name or another. You know, Mickey Mouse, Darth Vader, Wolf Blitzer. But I always get most of the votes anyway. And then this reporter for the Culvertville paper, you know. The Culvertville Postmortem. You ever read that?
0: Well, that's a fine paper. I bought a peck of clams down there last summer and they came wrapped in it.
1: Yeah, well, this reporter got a thing going in the paper there where they said it wasn't good for the town for candidates to run on the post. So some of these people got together and nominated a candidate to run against me.
0: And who was that candidate?
1: They call him maximilian
0: that's impressive
1: yeah wicked impressive for a golden retriever
0: a dog ran against you
1: i was humiliated after all my years of service they run a dog against me a dog
0: was he a good dog
1: oh i don't know nothing about his morals i run on the issues they had a debate down here at the grange hall i got right up on stage there with this dog He couldn't answer a single one of them questions. He just sat there with a gummy look on his face. I laid out all of my arguments. I answered every point, and that dog just sat there. And when I finished, you know what that dog done?
0: I've never wanted to know anything in my life more than I want to know what that dog done.
1: He yawned and laid down on the floor and went to sleep. The crowd went crazy. I couldn't believe it.
0: Oh, so he turned the race in his favor.
1: Next morning, that dog was all over the Facebook, and I didn't stand a chance. People going around with T-shirts on with Maximilian the dog right on the front. Pickup trucks going around town with giant Maximilian the dog flags waving. I wanted a nice, clean, substantial election, and all that dog done was lay down and fall asleep. I ask you, how do you respond to that? So he won? Oh, I want to tell you, election night, I was setting right on the edge of the stove there, and the water was right to boiling. I had my magic wall right ready to go to follow the count.
0: Like a magic wall, like, like they have on TV?
1: Well, actually, it was just a piece of white beaver board and some colored chalk. But it was enough to keep track on. Oh, what a night that was. A count went on and on and on and on.
0: But I thought abysmal point was a... Small town?
1: Yeah, there's just 126 voters on the rolls.
0: Well, why'd it take so long?
1: They lost the key to the ballot box. Election warden had to finally pick her open with the key off a can of corned beef.
0: And how did they finally come out?
1: Well, for the first time in the history of the town, we had 100% turnout. 126 voters. 58 votes for me and 58 votes for that dumb dog.
0: A deadlock? Did you have to have a runoff?
1: Yeah, a runoff. We done it the Saturday after election day over at the high school there in Culvertville. Me and Maximilian the dog right out there on the running track.
0: That's not what they mean by a runoff.
1: Look, it's been a long year, all right? Ain't you sick right up to your neck with politics? Do you think anybody in this town or any town, any place wants to go through any of that ever again?
0: Well, I suppose not, but, but still...
1: The law said we had to have runoff, so a runoff we would have. Me and that dog got lined up there. The election warden shot off a gun and then... And then what? What? What happened? That dog yawned, laid down on the ground, and went to sleep. I run all the way around the track, and I was declared the winner. And I know a bunch of people in this town that's going to get their names in the town report next spring, let me tell you.
0: But what about Maximilian? What happened to him?
1: Oh, what happens to any candidate that don't win? You mean... He got his own news show on cable TV. He's right on there every night with these people that come on and scream like lunatics.
0: And what does he do now?
1: He yawns, lays down on the floor, and falls asleep. And so do we all. And thank you, Select Board Chair Eunice Pilchard. Finally, with just four days left to go in the year 2020... We're all looking back on 52 weeks of experiences we'd rather we hadn't experienced. Well, most of us, that is. But not everyone. We've all had our fill
0: of social distancing by now. But imagine if you'd spent the past year completely cut off from
1: all contact with the outside world. That's how 2020 went for pop philosopher Hypatia Blatz. On December 27th, 2019, she retreated into complete seclusion Cut off from all outside contact for a year of quiet contemplation, and today she reemerges into a world very unlike the one she left behind.
5: Whoa, bright lights! Sorry, it's taking a minute to get adjusted here. Hey, uh, what's with the mask?
1: Ah, uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, first, would you would you please clear something up for me? What's the difference between a pop philosopher and uh, the regular kind.
5: Oh, a pop philosopher makes a living at it. I see. Yeah, the other kind of philosopher, well, they have to do other things to survive. You know, busking outside museums and all that.
1: Oh yes, I've had many deep discussions with museum buskers, especially the spoon players.
5: Well, I don't need to do that. I write books putting philosophy into context anyone can understand. Ever read Schopenhauer by the hour? Uh, I'm afraid
1: I missed that one.
5: How about Yes, I Can't?
1: Oh yeah, I remember that was all over the airport bookshop the last time I flew. Seems like an eternity.
5: I spent my year sabbatical in luxurious isolation from the entire outside world on my private island.
1: A private island.
5: Yeah, that's another thing a pop philosopher has. The other kind doesn't. It was great. No Facebook, no Instagram, no YouTube, no TikTok, no Twitch, no Discord, no Internet of any kind. No television, no radio, no print, no media at all, except a 50-year-old paperback by Marshall McLuhan with the cover torn off. Life in a true state of nature. I spent that time working on what'll be my next best book yet. Scratch if you're feeling Nietzsche. But enough about my literary career. You haven't answered my question. Why the mask?
1: Well, uh, right after you went into a seclusion, actually, uh, a global pandemic erupted. Um, by the middle of March, we were all locked down, masked up, and hoarding toilet paper, flour, yeast, and Lysol. I don't even want to know what people were trying to bake.
5: Oh, well, of course, living as we do in an age guided by advanced science, everyone immediately did what had to be done to control the spread of the pandemic, and it was all quickly resolved.
1: (laughs) Well, you see, it wasn't quite that easy. In fact, I have to say it's still going on. You know, uh, politics got involved, and, uh, well, you know how that works out.
5: Ah, Wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools speak because they have to say something. I discussed that quote at length in my book, Who Dried Up My Plato? But speaking of politics, this was an election year, wasn't it? Being sealed off from all outside contact, I missed out on all that. I kinda regret it, because I always look forward to the debates, you know? the candidates exchanging well-thought-out, carefully articulated points in an atmosphere of mutual respect. Always makes me proud to be an American.
1: Listen, exactly how long were you in isolation?
5: And of course I'm disappointed I missed the election itself. It's always a thrill to sit up late election night, watching the returns, and then going to bed knowing how it all came out. Yeah... But most of all, I missed following the baseball season. Not getting down to Fenway to sit in the sun. Not getting to cheer on Mookie as he leads the Sox to another win.
1: Look, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you all this, but, um, the Red Sox traded Mookie to Los Angeles.
5: What? What?
1: They traded Mookie to Los Angeles.
5: Wait, you're kidding, right?
1: I wish I was.
5: Los Angeles. Los Angeles? Where they don't show up till the 3rd and leave in the 7th? That Los Angeles?
1: I'm afraid so.
5: Well, that's it then. That's absolutely it. Wait,
1: wait, wait, where are you going?
5: As the great Stoic philosopher Seneca said, only time can heal what reason cannot. You mean... See you next December!
1: And for this evening, I'm Chamomile Bourgeois. And I'm Carl Stuffel, with All Things Rescinded. And thank you, Strand family players, proving once again that no matter how ridiculous the world may get, it probably will. You know, friends, our cast tonight is is still internetting in its parts from both hither and yon, but that doesn't mean our Strand stage has been completely idle. During October and November, students from the Midcoast Music Academy held practice sessions here while they were in the process of relocating the school to its new home, and we got to know and listen to some very talented performers. They gave us permission to record some of their rehearsals, which were so good, we decided to share them with you tonight. That's Chris Pert of the Midcoast Music Academy faculty on cornet, with students Shelley Johnson on keyboard and Lauren Dillard on flute, showing that even a pandemic can't keep outstanding jazz talent off the stage. And we hope to have them with us here for a live show when 2020 is just a memory. And now, friends, for the final time in this year we never thought would end, comes the good Professor Bookham to lead us down the back stairway to the Strand on the Air Culture Corner, Park your weary pentameter, Professor, and tell us what you got.
0: This occasion calls for uh, an epic. And ever yielding to the voice of the people, I call tonight's poem, Have You Had Enough Already, as we conclude the year. Arsenal! <clears throat> it started out so innocent last January here. A new year flush with promise of good times drawing near But twelve months on, all we can muster, staring down into our beer. Have you had enough already? As we conclude the year. Coronavirus panics and those conflicts so severe. Doom scrolling every morning, provoking all that fear. And now December nears its finish with the future still unclear. Have you had enough already? As we conclude this year, internet conspiracies brought theories insincere. Those YouTube disputations near innocent veneer threw out such crazy arguments. They just won't disappear. Have you had enough already? As we conclude the year, election founding hoping that none would interfere. All night we kept refreshing news waiting to appear. And when the verdict came at last, many met it with a sneer! have you had enough already as we conclude the year? And Annus Horribilis is the name that will certainly adhere for this year when it's over, so dismal and so drear, to a fresh start we look forward
1: with enthusiastic cheer. We have had enough already as we conclude the year. And as Professor Bookham waits for the virtual ball to drop, here's Brittany and the boys to remind us of who we are and where we're at. You're listening to the
0: Strand on the Air from the Strand Theatre in Rockland, Maine, coming to you over WRFR LP 93.3 in Rockland and W257BI 99.3 in Camden and all over the World Wide Web at WRFR.org.
1: Continuing along now with the Strand on the Air's second portion of our fond farewell to the year 2020 and the horse it rode in on, I thought it might be a good thing here to get serious for just a moment. I want you to come along with me. I want in your mind's eye to show you something. Now, there's a ladder up the wall here on our stage at stage right. And up top of the ladder here, there's a hatch. And we're just going to pop that open. And what you're hearing right now is our HVAC system. It's an enormous air exchanger plant that keeps the air circulating throughout the theater. It costs us a lot of money to keep it running even when there's no one in the building but me. But we have to do it because without heat and without ventilation, we'd be overrun with mold and mildew in here in no time. And all this fine plaster work would actually start to fall apart. Before long, the strand could be a ruin. So we have to spend the money to maintain the building, even while it's closed. Plus, over the past couple of months, we've made a lot of changes up here to keep the air safe and sweet for our patrons when we do eventually reopen. It's cost us more than $32,000 to make those changes, and more will have to be spent as we go along. And that's on top of all the costs of operation. Pretty impressive, huh? We've had some help already from generous donors toward funding these costs, but there's, there's still a ways to go. Here, come on, let's go back downstairs. So yeah, I mean, you see what we're up against. We will reopen the Strand when it's safe but it's costing us a lot to make that possible. And with next to no revenue coming in, we are depending more than ever on our members and our donors to keep us afloat. Now, many of you listening in today got a letter in the mail this month from our executive director, Jesse Davis, spelling out some of what we're facing and asking you to consider increasing your gift from last year by 10% in this year. Many of you, we are happy to say, have done just that. But we're hoping many more will, because that'll help us to make the coming year a lot better than the going one. It'll help us to remain your favorite choice for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. On the first day of Christmas, Strandra gave to me a small popcorn under the tree. On the second
2: day of Christmas, Strandra gave to me a small popcorn under the
1: tree. On the third day of Christmas, Strandra gave to me three large Cokes two gift cards and a small popcorn under the tree.
6: On the fourth day of Christmas, Strandra gave to me four Bixby bars three large
1: Cokes two gift cards and a small popcorn under the tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, Strandra gave to
2: me five opera seats, four Bixby bars, three large Cokes,
4: two gift
1: cards, and a small popcorn under the tree. On the sixth
6: day of Christmas, Strandra gave to me six concert tickets, five, five opera
1: small popcorn under the tree.
0: On the seventh day of Christmas,
2: Strandra gave to me seven Bolshoi ballets, six concert tickets, five five opera seats, four Bixby bars, three large cokes, two gift cards, and a small
1: popcorn under the tree. On the
6: eighth day of of
2: Seven Bolshoi ballets Six concert tickets Five opera seats Four Bixby bars Three
4: large cokes
1: Two gift cards And a small popcorn under the tree On the ninth day of Christmas Strandra gave to me Nine school programs Eight bags of mixed nuts
6: Seven Bolshoi ballets Six concert tickets Five opera
2: Cokes. Two gift cards, and a
1: small popcorn under the tree.
2: On the tenth day of Christmas, Stranger gave to me ten empty live shows, nine school programs, eight bags of mixed nuts, seven Bolshoi ballets, six concert tickets, five opera seats, four Bixby bars, three large
1: cokes, two gift cards, and a small popcorn under the tree.
0: On the eleventh day of Christmas, Strandra gave to me
2: eleven hooded sweatshirts, ten NT live shows, nine school programs, eight bags of mixed nuts, seven Bolshoi ballets, six concert tickets, five
6: opera seats, sing four Bixby bars, three
1: large coats, two gift cards, and a small popcorn under the
2: tree.
6: On the twelfth day of Christmas, Strandra gave to
2: me Twelve Twelve. ones a member, Remember. eleven hooded sweatshirts, ten empty live shows, nine school programs, eight bags of mixed nuts, seven Bolshoi ballets, six concert tickets, five opera seats, four me bars, three,
5: three
4: large cokes, two gift
5: cards, and a small popcorn under.
1: That's the old Strand gang, Lily Bonarigo, Lindsey Riley, Dan Bookham, Brittany Parker and the Blake Rosso Band, and some old lady who can't sing but never let that stop her, in a bit that we did for our very first Strand on the Air broadcast more than two years ago. Just a memory of what the Strand has been and what it will be once more. Well, the calendar is fast running down on the present year as we look in on our friends down an abysmal point and it's not a moment too soon. Down by the water and over by the dock, we find Mrs. Grundon at the Clam Shack waiting on another satisfied customer while Lolita is out at work in the back room. Brittany and the boys are here to take us on down. Here they are.
3: Look, I don't want to make trouble here, but this isn't what I ordered.
1: Well, what do you mean? You called in an order for a quarter clam chowder. That's a quarter clam chowder. Look, I even threw in some crackers to go with her.
3: No, but your ad said a clam in every bite. See, I tore it out of the paper. Right there. A clam in every bite. Now, look in the container here.
1: (sighs) That's the tang of the sea right there. Mm, Don't that smell good? Never mind how it smells. Look in there.
3: Do you see a clam in there? A single, solitary clam?
1: Well, appearance ain't everything. Don't be so judgmental. Yeah, well, I'm not going to pay $15 for a
3: quart of warm milk and potatoes. Either show me a clam or give me my money back.
1: That's easy. Look, uh, I got a clam right there on the counter. You know what I mean. Now listen.
3: All
6: right, I've got just about everything cleaned up in there.
1: Good, good. Soon as I uh, get things squared away with this uh, customer here, we can uh, close up for the night. Well,
3: I'm not going anywhere until I see some clams in my chowder. I'll have you know I am Facebook friends with the Vice President of the Greater Culvertville Basin Chamber of Commerce. And if I don't get some satisfaction from you, you'll answer to her.
1: All right, now look, there's no need to be making threats.
6: Oh, I see what's happened here. It's all been a simple mistake.
1: Yeah, and she made it.
6: You must have ordered our build a chowder special.
3: I did? He did?
6: Didn't you see the fine print in the ad?
3: What fine print? What fine print?
6: Right at the bottom there. Let me see. Yep, right at the bottom there. See, with our build a chowder special, you get all the fun of assembling your own chowder yourself from our delicious ingredients. See? You get this bag, see? See? And you get our delicious, grit-free, fresh dug clams inside the bag. And you add them yourself exactly the way you like them. Bring the feel and the flavor of an old-fashioned main kitchen right to your own table, with none of the muss or fuss.
3: Oh, well that's different. I guess?
6: Yes, indeed. Imagine the fun your family will have. Opening and preparing those clams and dropping them in the rich, creamy milk broth. Just like an old-time Maine chowder cup.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the kids will love this. I mean, anything's better than another night of Spelunky 2.
6: Exactly. And here, have some more complimentary crackers.
3: That's great. Hey, sorry I got upset there.
6: That's all right. Brundon's Clamorama appreciates your understanding. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year. Thank you, dear. That was some fast thinking there, huh? Couldn't have done it better myself.
6: Yeah. Listen, are you all right? It's not like you to have trouble with a situation like that. Are you feeling okay?
1: Oh, I don't know. I guess so. I guess not. I don't know. It's been one of them days, you know. You know what Merton done last night? He was listening to one of them talk shows on the radio. Here, there, that, uh, And he heard someone saying the best way not to get the coronavirus is to... Always breathe only through your nose and not your mouth. So like a halfwit, he went to bed last night with a great big hunk of duct tape pressed straight on there over his mouth. Oh,
6: nice. What happened?
1: Well, I didn't get no sleep at all, because, uh, you know, when he breathes through his nose, uh, he whistles, you know. <whistles> all night long. He slept like a dog, but uh, not me. And then when that half-wit wakes up this morning, tries to take the duct tape off his mouth while he, uh, he stuck it right on there good, you know, and you uh, he forgot he's got a mustache. So when he rips her off... Uh,
6: ew,
1: ew. Yeah, he's back up in the house now, uh, locked in the bedroom. Says he ain't coming out till it grows back. So yeah, it's been quite a day. I'm okay, I guess. Uh, I'm just tired. No, that's not it. I'm not just tired. It's not Merton's stupid mustache, and it's not that customer there, and it's not anything else. It's everything. It's this whole stupid year. Absolutely the worst year ever. This stupid pandemic, the politics, all the rest of it. The worst, 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 worst year ever. You know what I want? I'm going to forget every bit of it.
6: Ah, uh, you know what they say, though. Those who forget history are doomed to repeat it.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know nothing about history, but what I do know is I want to just start fresh next year, throw 2020 right in the dump, and start over again. it's no use.
6: Listen, why don't you sit down, take a rest, and let me finish closing up? As long as they aren't going to be reopening school again for a while, I might as well get all the hours I can.
1: Eh, I guess that's a good idea. I think I'll do that.
6: I'll be out in the back, getting things put away. Uh,
1: Let me lay my head down here for a minute. Rest my eyes. Rest my eyes. Rest my eyes.
7: This court will come to order. The defendant will approach the bench. Hey, I'm talking to you. Wake up! Uh, me? Yes, you. The year 2020. You are charged with being the worst year ever. How do you plead?
1: Wait, what? You you, talking to me? What's this all about?
7: Oh, you know what it's all about, all right. 2020, the year it all went from bad to worse. The year you couldn't look at the news without panicking. The worst year ever. That's me? That's you. Does the defendant have any final statement before the sentence is to be pronounced?
1: Wait, what sentence? Uh, Ain't there supposed to be a trial before there's a sentence? This don't make no sense. It's not supposed
7: to make sense, stupid. It's a dream. Your subconscious mind unleashed all its hidden terrors to disclose.
1: (laughs) You're crazy.
7: Hey, don't be so judgmental. (laughs) Now, how do you plead?
1: Well, I mean...
7: You are guilty, and it is the sentence of this court that... I object. Who said that? Approach the bench. Take the witness stand. Now state your name.
6: I am the year 2001, and I was once pronounced by this very same court the worst year ever.
1: Wait, you can't be the year 2001. I mean, you're Lolita. We was just a baby then. What do you know about 2001?
6: I know that my generation Never got to know what it was like to live in a world that wasn't completely paranoid. You know what happened that year. Everybody knows what happened that year. If that doesn't make me the worst year ever, I don't. I don't know what would.
1: I object.
7: Approach the bench.
1: I object.
7: State your name.
1: I'm the year 1968, Gertie Crummett. What's that outfit you got on? I'm in the groove, baby. The worst year ever. Yeah. Maybe your kids today think I was all peace and love and rock and roll. But let me tell you, years don't come much worse than me. We lost two good men that year. Had reporters being beaten with police clubs on live television just for doing their jobs. We had a war that ripped the country right in two. And then a global flu pandemic on top of all that. You want to talk about bad years? Why, uh... I'm the pits, baby. I'm the absolute pits. And it is the sentence of this court? Excuse me. I object. Edith Manhattan, what are you doing here? Just a minute. Uh, Let me get up the front here. There now.
7: State your name.
1: Why, I'm the year 1932, Your Honor. 1932. I well, ain't nobody around no more, hardly that remembers me, but uh, if you're looking for the worst year ever, why, uh, maybe I'm your one.
7: State your case.
1: Well, to start with, uh, about 25% of the whole American population being out of work. And when I say out of work, I mean nothing to help them at all. No unemployment checks, no stimulus checks, nothing. Oh maybe a little bit of local charity here and there, but good luck getting it. And even then it won't enough to keep you going for very long. Imagine you go into the cities and you see all these people standing on the corner in ragged clothes trying to sell some wormy old apples just to make a few pennies to buy food. Imagine people begging out the back of restaurants for leftovers, digging stuff out of garbage cans just to have something to eat. Living in packing crates and tents and holes in the ground, and then imagine other people just, just walking past, pretending not to notice them, pretending they they want nothing wrong at all, saying they was all just lazy, saying, "Oh, prosperity's just round the corner." And imagine 23,000 unemployed veterans and their families, wives and kids, and everybody marching on Washington looking for help. And all they got was Hoover sending the army to run them out of town with bayonets and hussars and tanks and gas. Well, if I ain't the worst year ever, I'll doodle it gets here. Yeah, my ma and pa used to talk about them times. They- They was bad, all right. Well, you know, come think of it now, I I got an older sister that uh, might be even worse. Ain't only a very few people left at all that's even alive in 1919. Yeah, that one might have been the worst of all. So terrible, people wouldn't even talk about some of this stuff that happened now when people do talk about it, you've got all these young people that don't even believe it could have happened. That's how it goes, you know. Uh, that's what happens when you, when you forget the bad years. Yeah, people, people do forget. Uh, people want to forget. And you know what they say, they're about forgetting history. Those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Oh, there was lots more bad years. Oh, You, you think back on her there. Uh, 1873, uh, that was terrible. Uh, 1861, uh, that was a horror. The things that happened, awful things happened in uh, 1837. And you just keep right on going back, hundreds and thousands of years. Why, you just you just can't pick one year that's the worst one ever, because there's been so many. But you know, there's a lesson there if you want to look for it. Yeah, no matter how bad them years was, why, uh, the world kept turning, you know. Time went on. Maybe most
6: people forgot the lessons they should have learned, but not everybody did. Some people took those lessons to heart. Some people looked to the future to make sure there'd be a future, just like some people are doing right now.
1: Well, maybe this ain't the worst year ever we got right now. Well, sure, it's been a rotten one, but it's almost over. There's a new one coming, and another new one after that. Uh, Even 1932, why as bad as that was, uh, that come to an end. And then in uh, 1933, why uh, even though there were still plenty of bad things happening, why there was also a very brave man that uh, got up there in front of everybody and he said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Yeah, that's right, ain't it? The only thing we have to fear is fear itself.
7: It shall be the sentence of this court that the year 2020 shall never be forgotten. And may its lessons be well learned. May its lessons be well learned now and forever. May its lessons be well learned.
1: Well, learn, may its lessons be well. learned. may its lessons be well. Hey, <sighs>
6: hey, are you all right? Wake up.
1: The only thing we have to fear is fear itself.
6: Whoa, whoa, presidential quotes for 50, Alex.
1: <sighs> oh, I think I was dreaming there.
6: I guess you were.
1: Lilita, I was wrong. I, this ain't the worst year ever. And I, I don't want to forget nothing that's happened this year, no matter how bad it was. Because when you forget, you lose your perspective, you know? You get to thinking whatever's going on is the worst thing ever, and you get to where you panic. And And, well, I don't want to forget. I don't want nobody to forget.
6: Yeah, well, you don't have to convince me. I know I'm not going to forget.
1: Yeah, and listen, you got a good long time not to forget. A lot longer than I got, that's for sure. And the longer you have not to forget, the longer you got to, to learn from it fix things, and make sure the next time something awful comes along why you're ready for it. So you won't make the same mistakes, so you won't panic. Because the only thing we have to fear...
6: ...is fear itself. I know. And you can bet when my generation's running things, we won't forget.
1: And well, be sure you don't. Because, you know, an awful lot of people from my generation did forget. Forgot all the things we could have learned from all them other years. Figured we knew all there was to ever know. But you know what? It ain't too late for us to learn now. It's never too late. No, it's it's never, ever too late.
6: You sure do have intense dreams. Is that something that happens when you get old? Or is it just uh, all the clams you
1: need? <laughs> I don't know, dear. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Huh. Hey, look at this. Uh, that fellow that was in here... Why, he left his thing full of chowder. How about that? I think I could probably put away a dish of chowder before I go home. From the I night. think I could, too. Here, why don't you go in there and get some dishes, and I'll throw it on the stove here and warm her up. Oh, and be sure to bring some clams. <laughs> you know what I mean? We can throw those in there, and maybe a couple of them cold moxies. Yeah, we'll drink a toast to 2021. Yeah, maybe it won't be the best year ever, but we'll learn something from it for sure.
6: Yeah.
1: And needless to say, Lolita, Mrs. Grundon, and all our friends down in Abysmal Point wish a better 2021 to all of you and all of yours. And comes now Brittany Parker and her dad to take us home. Some years seem to go
8: by Faster than a blink We hardly seem to notice time has passed But some years seem to drag on For much longer than we think And this year is one of those And so it can kiss my... Shining green and red So we know the end is near Yes, it's time to put this year to bed And bring back some joy and cheer Oh, I can't wait, will not hesitate To shut that door right in its face Oh, I can't wait to kiss this year goodbye Oh, I can't wait to kiss this year goodbye Maybe in this next year, life won't be such a chore We'll sit around, our laughs abound, as we think back on before So let's all come together as we settle this year's score. We'll scream out loud at the top of our lungs, we don't want you anymore.
1: Parker with her dad Paul Parker sitting in on drums with our final tune of the year 2020. And speaking of perfect vision, here's Brother Bookham with a look ahead. Just like we don't
0: ever want to forget the lessons we've learned this year, we don't want to forget all the things that mean the most to us as life goes on. And one of those things is the strand. No matter what the future has in store for us, we'll have lots in store for you, both of our virtual programming and with, we promise the in-person shows and in-person experiences that make this hometown theater such a vital part of the community. Be sure to see what's happening at rocklandstrand.com. And remember, we'll stay with you for as long as you'll stay with
1: us. And that goes for all of us here at The Strand. We wish you everything good in the year ahead, and we promise we'll always have something doing that's worth your time. And as ever, out goes the SFL to all of our Strand family far and wide all around the world because no matter how far away you are, you're never far away. Till next time, I'm your house manager, Liz McLeod, saying stay safe, wear your mask, and see you again. All right, grab the brooms and clean up. Let's go! The Strand on the Air, electrically
0: transcribed, is written, directed, and edited by Liz McLeod, with musical direction by Brittany Parker. Our Strand family players are Linny Bonarigo, Olivia Vanner, and William Za. Technical assistance by Norrie Thompson and Jesse Davis. This is Dan Bookham speaking for the whole Strand family, saying good night, good listening, and at long last, Happy New Year! The Strand on the air comes to you from the Strand Theatre in beautiful downtown Rockland, Maine. This is 93.3 Station WRFRLP in Rockland, Maine, and 99.3 W257BI in Camden, Maine, and coming to you over the web at wrfr.org.